0: Welcome to Dreams and Bones, a podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Carol Wollum-Roberts,
1: and I'm her husband, Paul, and we are the creators of Grow Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives.
0: As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living.
1: For the month of August, our guest is our good friend, Rachel Cruzmark.
0: Rachel has had a long career as an educator at Kellogg High School, where she has shared her creative gifts with students in English, and yearbook classes, and for over the last decade has been the KHS art instructor.
1: Here is episode two, of our Dreams and Bones podcast interview with our fellow creative, Rachel Kruzma. So, Carol and I often talk a little bit about the, the idea that the visual arts is not something that we explored a lot. If we asked about the gifting of, visual arts or uh, you know literary art or where are your giftings <laughs> uh, do, is there a difference there or is it uh, all just what you've explored um,
2: i um when you mean gifting do you mean like gifting as in like i i the nature yeah or the nurture uh, like uh, or? yeah the
1: nature it, uh-huh. it just comes naturally uh-huh. to you uh you've um, said no you don't do you don't do sports right
2: athletics yeah yeah, I think it's all of them, really. Um, even I, my family wasn't; they weren't big readers. I mean, my mom would have a book, I, maybe she did, but she never made a big deal about it. Like she never talked about what she was reading. Okay. So, but I remember she always was reading a book, and and I don't can't even tell you what they what they were. Um, my dad was not a, definitely not a reader. We had a books box and it's more deprivation here hmm. we had a books box and i don't really know if we could get it we'd be like mom can you get the books box down hmm. and i remember she'd get it down and i go through all those the books we had we had a lot i mean it was a box it wasn't mm-hmm. a lot a lot yeah. but it was you know i remember looking at those and then i was mad because my brother little brother ivan he he didn't even have a books box he had all the books in his room and he could read them anytime he wanted <laughs> um but then i would go to the library and i would sign out books but i always signed out books that were like way too not hard but like um like judy bloom i was reading judy right. bloom mm-hmm. books uh-huh. well the upper level judy yeah. bloom books yeah. when i was about in second or third grade and mm-hmm. and my neighbor was reading vc andrews mm-hmm. while yeah. i was in the attic and i was like in fourth fifth grade yeah. reading mm-hmm. this stuff and i remember i'd go to the library and the librarian would say does your mom know you're reading these books and i like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah for sure and then um the the literature the writing I just and I liked I got magazines my mom would buy Mm -hmm. me like Teen Magazine or whatever that was called and I loved reading the stories in there I don't know and music was I part I mean we weren't a musical family but I was my mom was gonna let me have me take piano lessons because she was never allowed you know she was never Mm -hmm. able to do that I don't think our parents could afford it and she wanted to make sure I knew how to play a musical instrument because I would Mm -hmm. always have that. And then with the artwork, it was always around me. I just kind of like do everything. I mean, like yeah. I want drama. We we always had one play in our school and it was the senior play. And the seniors oh, would do it. Yeah. All yeah. the seniors would be in it, which is like anywhere from 20 to 30 students. Mm-hmm. So And they couldn't act. I mean, some of them could. Yeah. So it wasn't a drama class. It was just a fun thing. And mm-hmm. it was so funny oh, to see yeah. like these big, yeah. tough cowboys. And they had to like <laughs> yeah. be actors and they were horrible. But it was, <laughs> yeah. it was so funny. Oh, yeah. And then, um, I always wanted to be in a play and I was like, we should have a, why don't we have a play or drama or whatever? And so then I started writing my own plays so I could star in them. I was like fifth or sixth grade and they were like all based on my friends and Mm -hmm. just creating this drama of like, who's, who's dating who and who's whatever. (laughs) And then, um, but then when I was in high school, we had a new teacher who came along and we did a drama club, but it wasn't, it was, um, like kind of skilled. I mean you practice and things it wasn't Mm -hmm. just anybody didn't have everybody didn't have to be in it it was if you wanted to join it so I got involved in drama and of course I did that in college too because you had to with the English Mm -hmm. English degree and so I can't say that there is one part of it it's just Mm -hmm. like a mixture Mm of just like everything Mm -hmm. um, like what's going on like even even today what's going on today I'm in the midst of I was thinking when you go back to school everyone always says did you have a good summer what did you do and normally i'm you know cam- uh, camping or i worked in my studio but like i made stuff yes like basically yeah. that's what i'm doing i start i've started um i'm making right now i got into making ceramic earrings oh right? um and i'm gonna sell them at the huckleberry festival because oh, my yeah. friend is in charge of that and she said you should have a ceramic booth and i was like well, i don't have a lot of ceramics right now because i've sold a lot of them and so then I've got this earring thing. So I'm making earrings. And then I have started um, making more book like books, like watercolor paper books. Because mm-hmm. I do illustrated journaling. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so oh, nice. I'm making those, too. So I'm going mm-hmm. to get some supplies for that. And then I'm going to go to my studio. And yeah. so I've just been just making stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I know. That's creating. kind of... Because oh, we, cool. we have a booth at the, at the, you know, at the market. I, yeah. And that's kind of... Well, with me, it was more... We were cleaning out stuff in the basement, and it's like, I got all this stuff. It's like, we might as well make things with it and see if we can sell it, you know, to try to start getting rid of, you yeah. know, all these little crafty things that right. that need to be done. And and if you don't sell it, at least you did right. it. And right. And I'm and and not out any money, right. because exactly. I had all the materials. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, Paul talking about the visual things. And my memory is when I was a kid, you know, it was, I was told you know, like my cray- crayon, you know, was messy. And I, and I just want to finish it, you know, <laughs> I oh. want to move on to the next thing. And, and, um, and so I think then in my head, it was like, I'm not good at this, because oh. I'm not careful. And I, I can't win the, you know, the art contest, because it's not really nice. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think in my head, it was like, well, I can't draw. I can't do anything like that. So then I did. I moved on. I mean, I was drama, choir, band, you know. But then I think as an adult, I started exploring more, maybe more craft, you know, like I did stamping and I did, I mean, we always had stuff around. And then, but then I think it was when I started ceramics. And then I, it kind of opened up this whole world for me Mm -hmm. of, wait a minute, I can do this. I can, you know, I can create these things. And, And then I think, and kind of you talking about going to an art gallery, going to Washington, D.C. one year and exploring the National Art Gallery and just oh, yeah. walking around. And it's like, I don't think i would ever been in an art gallery, at least at that, you know, where you're actually going. And I was by myself and it was fascinating. I mean, just wandering around. And I remember like seeing like paintings and then almost, I would say it was like I needed a palette cleanse. So then I'd go look at statues, you know, because you almost got overwhelmed. Uh So then I'd go look at something else and then I'd go back and, oh, that was one of the, for that trip, that was the most fascinating experience because I hadn't really seen good art like that, or, or at least taken the time to, you know, pay attention and look at it. And, and then went, you know. Then they have the smaller one that's more of the abstract, and you know, like Jackson Pollock mm-hmm. and the stuff. Letters. And that was that was interesting too to see what what I liked, which I did like Jackson Pollock, but I didn't like is it, um, is it Mark Roth Rothko Rothko yeah Roscoe, you know with the cube the color thing. Blocking. Yeah. yeah and it's like that did oh. not speak to me at all. <laughs> but then since then though I've read some more about him and and so I think. I think there is stuff to appreciate about it, maybe uh-huh. if you understand it a little more. Uh-huh. But yeah, it is. I think, I mean, I think of when I used to take kids, like to Gonzaga, and we'd go in the art gallery, uh-huh. and I thought that was always a neat thing for them to see, Right. you know, even yeah. if they didn't really appreciate it, they at least got to see, right. you know, know, some of the yeah. art. And,
2: and what you were saying about the art, going into art galleries and seeing when you said that um like Rothko didn't speak to you or whatever and I think that's so fascinating how art works because sometimes if you go to a gallery like one of my favorite galleries is Radius Gallery in Missoula and every year they have a holiday art show and so you can submit pieces to do that and I've done that a few times um I haven't always gotten chosen but I get chosen on my 3D my ceramic pieces not so much on my 2D pieces but it's um, ideas that they're less expensive artwork so definitely lower than 500 less than 500 so that people can buy holiday gifts for Mm -hmm. people and anyway Mm -hmm. and so then Mm -hmm. I've um, gone to the openings or at least visited the show if I wasn't able to make the opening and just looking around at the artwork and it's like you just I always pick what's my favorite one what's the one that speaks to you you know Mm -hmm. and you don't know why and it could be like that's not even what I would think that I would like but I mean I'm I'm just there's something about it that Mm -hmm. draws me to it so it's like there's sometimes there's no explanation. Yeah. You don't know why you're not drawn to it and you don't mm-hmm. know why you are. It's mm-hmm. just, it speaks to you. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, you know, people say, well, how could you pay that much for that piece? And I mean, obviously, I'm not going to pay ten thousand dollars for mm-hmm. a piece, but like I might pay three hundred for mm-hmm. this like little painting or something. I I don't I don't know. Yeah. I just I have to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want that mm-hmm. in my house. Mm-hmm. I want that in my life somehow.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's no different than uh, I mean, mm-hmm. just think of people in the. Hundreds of dollars they spent on you know when you used to buy CDs or album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean people yeah. and people wouldn't even think about that. Right. You know because that music spoke to them and and yeah. and I think just the fact that it's one little thing and you yeah. know oh my gosh it's three hundred dollars. But yeah, I mean we we do we spend money on what yeah we right, like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you starting or currently working on a creative project? but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Wollum Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones.
0: We often refer to the creator or God in all of us. What is your understanding or perspective of the role of the creator in all of us?
2: I, you know, I just don't. I always think of the muses, Uh you know, and I didn't even know, I I didn't even know about the muses until, well, I knew about them, Mm -hmm. like, from Greek mythology in sixth or seventh grade, maybe, but I didn't really understand what that was. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand, I didn't understand it. I was too young and probably didn't care. I probably didn't even read it. But, like, in British literature, they're talking about the muses, because of the epic, they summon the muses, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. And then um, there's this... Uh, singer uh, her name is Tori Amos Mm -hmm. and I just I love her so much and she always talks about she's a piano player too she always talks about when songs visit her Mm -hmm. and and that's when I'm like oh that's the muses and so sometimes when you know when I when I am creating something I'm doing something I'm not really thinking about it I'm Mm -hmm. just doing it and that's Mm -hmm. you know when you you're in flow and you lose track of time and that's the Mm -hmm. thing time is the concept of that which is artists you 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 know that time is like crazy and just Mm -hmm. get away from you and anyway so i think that it's just it just sort of happens i don't really summon them Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. like it's it's just something that like i don't know where did you come up with that idea well i don't know Mm -hmm. or or sometimes i can but i'm tracing it back like so many steps that there's no way that maybe like it didn't even come from that initial Uh thought it's just it just ended up this way Mm -hmm.
0: i know this is you know, we kind of have these five areas that we talk about. And when we talk about this one, it, it's like you can't really explain it. I mean, you can kind of explain it, but it's like but there's not like this checklist of, OK, this is going to come on you when yeah. you do this, this and this. Now it's go like, and
1: be inspired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it is. It's like it's almost like you yourself have to figure out how you get out of the way to let it happen. I mean, and it's hard to tell someone how to do that. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. I mean, and, or figure it out for mm-hmm. yourself. But I feel like everybody has that ability, and that if you do, you're creating something better than you could have if you didn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. and but it is. It's it's kind of this the part part of this whole process to kind of yeah to explain it or you know I feel like once we've we've been talking about this, you know I'll listen to. Um, like, but entertainers on talk shows or stuff, and and you start picking up on, oh, you know, they'll talk about, well, something came over me, or oh, you know, right. and they'll talk I, about, you know, and it, it, it was almost like it wasn't me, or there was this sub, you know, spirit or whatever, it's the spirit,
2: and the inspiration, it is, it is. Right. yes, yeah. exactly, and
0: so it yeah. is. It's been, it's
1: been really interesting to, um, yeah, to kind of explore this, this yeah. part. So, do you talk to your students about that concept?
2: Yeah. Um, so and it's really like? it's really hard because it's mm-hmm. there's parts of it that can be like tangible that like co- the concrete examples. And I try to keep all like as many as I can from examples that I either find or student examples. So um, but as far as the you know, what uh, it always starts with a problem or something they have to solve or a prop mm-hmm. like a, something mm-hmm. we're going to do. So mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, go make something, kids. Yeah. It's not like that because yeah. that would be impossible. Mm-hmm. But they might have to, you know, create. Um, like, oh, like recently we did last year, we did a big project. We collaborated with Wallace and um, we did it was a concept of the world needs more. Mm. And then they created pieces that would mm. explain this or convey it or mm. whatever. So we do a lot with like whenever there's a problem like that. That's just one example. And then sometimes they're limited with medium materials, but they weren't. They it just had to be 2D. So I talk about, you know, that I'm, I, you know there's the different like the creative process what's your creative process and like i try to get them to always be thinking about that and that you know eventually they'll figure out what theirs is what their standard mode of operation is but of course it can always change and so i talked to him about mine and mm-hmm. i say i i will do pr- planning and brainstorming for like two or three days i'm just mm-hmm. thinking about it i'm mm-hmm. not I'm, i might be writing things down mm-hmm. and i remember i discovered this in writing one of my professors said well, for your your pre-writing your rough draft kid, you could be formulating that it's just the ideas it's just you thinking about it that mm-hmm. is a that is a part of the process and i think once i realized that that i could live in my brain mm-hmm. without having to produce anything yeah. it really was freeing because nothing is like concrete you don't have to put it down right, and yeah. then have to scribble it out because it's not good right. and so when i talk to my students i'll be like the thinking part And then, you know, I will say like, well, some of you, you probably just want to start drawing right away or some of you maybe just want to make a list. Mm -hmm. And so then I'll get little samples and I'll say, oh, can I take a picture of your Mm -hmm. brainstorming? And then I'll take a picture and then I will show like this person is a list maker. This person likes to draw, but the drawings are so crude that they have to write what they are. And that's okay too, because it's just getting the ideas Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. And then, you know, I will have students be like I just don't know just don't know And i'm thinking okay well what do you have so far what are the first things that come to your mind and Mm -hmm. you know what are your what are your strengths play to your strengths do you Mm -hmm. like to you know draw people do you like to paint do whatever you Mm -hmm. know just sort of work at it like that but we do uh critique and uh reflections and oftentimes that's the question of how does your what was your creative process like on this Mm because i think if you take the time to think about Mm -hmm. how you thought about something mm-hmm. then you, it really sort of internalizes
0: it and you yeah. become more aware of what works mm-hmm. what works for you and your yeah. your creative mm-hmm. methods yeah that's almost like a, I think yeah a light bulb comes on. oh you know uh-huh. that, that's how I got to uh-huh. that point I know tomorrow we're doing a like this day retreat about storytelling uh-huh. and part of the day is like what at one point we'll say you know do some journaling and if you need to, walk around, the, you know, our gardens, that movement and stuff. And then another part, we're going to take about a half an hour and we're going to create an art piece, you know, to kind of get their mind shifted almost oh. to, to try yeah. and then get back to the story. But sometimes, you know, even just those little shifts can help your mind just work in a little different way.
1: See, you do this to me all the time. <laughs> Rachel has heard <laughs> me. Uh, Rachel, what class do I wish I could take at? at <laughs> yeah, high you know, school? <laughs> And, and, and she knows that I want to take an art class because I never took an art class. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you guys have my brain going all over. Can we just stop and go take an art class, right? <laughs> there it is, folks, part two of our four part interview with Rachel Krusemark. Carol, any comments on what we heard from Rachel in this episode?
0: Well, I like it when she talked about the variety of things that she uh, currently creates. Um, For example, she does an illustrated journal. She's uh, got back into doing ceramics. Um, One thing is making ceramic earrings. and, And yeah, it's just fun to hear about what she's focusing on these days.
1: I think so, too. I enjoy learning all of those new things that I didn't really know that how much she did that. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support. And remind all of our listeners that as a subscriber, you can soon gain access to bonus material from all of our Dreams and Bones interviews.
0: If you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.gromiestory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Willem roberts
1: Join us next Friday as we bring you Episode 3 for August, our interview with artist and educator Rachel Cruzmark on your Dreams and Bones podcast.